Thanks for listening to the Campus Collective Podcast. As always, we pray that this resource is a helpful supplement for you as a follower of Jesus and as an active member in your local church. We love God's design for His church, and we believe that this resource could never substitute the incredible things that come from active involvement with a community of believers. Campus Collective is a ministry of Huntington Community Church. To learn more, visit our website at HuntingtonCommunityChurch.com. Hello, and welcome back to our series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians with Campus Collective. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew O'Callaghan. I'm here once again for the third time with Caleb Rumpel. Happy Wednesday, Caleb. What do you have to share with us today? All right. We're going to be going through truth number 28, which as we were preparing for this, we were joking that we're going to call it untruth number 28, because there's some areas of it that if we're not careful can get a little bit, uh, can, could be twisted and misinterpreted. Well, so, sticky. A little sticky, yes, a little sticky. So we're going to, I'll share the truth, which is that our suffering can and and will be used by God to bring about his his kingdom work and to bring to completion his work. Um, And then we're, we're drawing this from verse 24, which I'll go ahead and read for us. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is the church. Now, we'll go ahead and get the sticky part out of the way. Um, what is, where it says here, what is lacking in Christ's afflictions? That does not in any way um, undermine the power of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So it, it, what, it, it's not saying that Christ's suffering was incomplete or insufficient. It, it absolutely was and still is sufficient um, because we know now that Christ did in fact rise from the dead he was resurrected is alive still and is reigning and is going to come back and get us right and and he is king um so whenever christ said on the cross it is finished it was in fact finished our sin was covered and paid for exactly um there's there's nothing that is going to change that in any way so this this verse here what it lacking in christ's afflictions it does not mean that that the gospel message is undermined or it's insufficient um yes so that's that's the the big thing to get out of the way now the important part for us that we can apply in our lives is where it says i am completing in my flesh um and and this is where the truth comes in god allows us and his his chosen even to use us to bring about to completion his kingdom work mm-hmm. um and our suffering can aid in that so we've seen Going back, the hope that we have in the gospel message, um, one, it it promises us that suffering is going to come. We've seen that. We also see that we can rejoice in our sufferings. um, And even in the midst of trials, there can still be joy. We've seen that as a truth. And now we see that our suffering is used by God um, to bring his his work about. Um, And so as we are sharing the gospel, and as we are um, serving in God's kingdom and in his work, our suffering is used um, ultimately for the spread of the gospel and ultimately for God's glory. And God is going to use that to bring the number of the church to completion. Exactly. You know, I think that when we're talking about, uh, we, we have to ask ourselves, what is the reality 
of the growth of the church, of people repenting of all nations, not just in America, but we got to think about in really, really challenging contexts like uh, indigenous peoples uh, in the mountain regions of the Middle East, maybe, uh, where, where no gospel presence yet exists. Mm. So can those people repent, and let's talk about reality here, can they repent and believe in the gospel and be saved just by virtue of the suffering of Christ on the cross? Yes, they can. If if they repent and believe in the gospel, they will be saved. Now, the problem lies in that they don't have the gospel, right? Paul talks in Romans. He says, how do they believe unless they hear? How will they believe what they have not heard? How will they hear what has not been preached? And how will it preach unless someone goes? And this is how beautiful are the feet of the one who brings the good news of the gospel. And so that's our role. Our role is to bring the gospel. And now talking about reality, we know that it is a reality that we can test. This is a testable reality that those who attempt to bring the gospel uh, to a whole world, in, including in the United States and sometimes, although we are in a less challenging context right now by God's grace, it, it is through suffering that the gospel will be brought, that we know that there's a, a road of suffering. That's just the reality. And Jake Bradley asked a really important question in his sermon on this topic. He asked, you know, what would have happened had Paul said, um, you know what, I don't feel like it today. Uh, I don't want to go to Colossae. I don't want to write to Colossae. You know, I'm in prison. What if I don't suffer? Uh, then the people of Colossae, that all the people who are the fruit of Paul's proclamation of the gospel, they would not have come to Christ, not because Christ's suffering was insufficient, but because it was appointed that through suffering should these people come to the kingdom of God. And so we can take hope in that we know suffering will come, but we know also that uh, through that suffering, we will be able to bring the gospel to people. Uh, I'm reminded specifically of John, excuse me, Jesus' words in John chapter 12. He says, 24, it says, Truly, truly, I, tw I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. For if anyone serves me, you must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. And so, specifically that kind of metaphor he uses there, unless a grain of wheat falls into it and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears fruit. So what I, when I look at this verse in Colossians, it says, I'm, I'm completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. I'm seeing Christ, uh, excuse me, Paul, who is saying, I am willing to fall to the ground and die because I know that it's through, through this sort of suffering, this sort of death even, uh, that fruit will be born towards the fulfillment or the wholeness of Christ's body, which is the church. And that's a worthy cause, uh, for we know that the Father will honor the one who does such a thing. So it's, it's ultimately worth it. That's the hope we have. Absolutely. Caleb, I really appreciate what you've uh, shared with us today. Um, I, you know, I just, Caleb, you're doing a great job centering us uh, in reality. Uh, what's, what matters is not, uh, it matters what we believe, but what we want to believe is what is true, what is reality. Uh, and so we need to know. Uh, we need to ask the question, is this true? Is this what is, in fact, reality? Uh, that's what matters. That's what's consequential for us. So ask those important questions. Uh, we're going to keep asking those questions on this podcast. So please join us uh, tomorrow as we continue through our series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians.